Hey, hey, everyone. This is the Texas Outlaw Running Talk Show, and I'm your host, Briston Rains. We do these shows with a guest on the first Saturday of every month. And every Monday, every single week, we have a special Shooting the Bull episode. This is the Texas Outlaw Running Talk Show and podcast. If you enjoy it, please leave us a rating. That's enough of that. Here's our guest. What race did you just get done doing? I just ran the Jackalope Jam. Jackalope Jam. Yeah. And, and, um, <laughs> so tell us, like, okay, so you ran 100 miles. Uh, how many, or not 100 miles, 100 hours. How many miles yeah. did you do in 100 hours? I ended up doing 280 miles. I think 280 and a half because it was each lap was a, a mile and a half. It was like a 0.75 out, 0.75 back. Jeez, dude. And he ran around this cone, right? The cone of death is what I hear it's called. The cone of death, yeah. And it's like this guy, Paul, has been like he decks it out every year. And so it's just like it's got all this stuff on it, like googly eyes and lights and stars. It is cool. It's sweet, man. So how many times did you run around this cone? Uh, I don't know. I can do some quick math. I got I mean, and using a calculator, I can do some math. I think it was like a hundred and something. Oh my gosh. That's a lot of turns around a cone. 187. Wow. Yeah, that's something right there. <laughs> yeah, I got to know the cone well. <laughs> I bet you, yeah, you got that course memorized, man. You ever try like doing it while closing your eyes or anything like that? No, I never did. <laughs> It'd be a good question. I'm sure someone did, though, just to see how far they could get. Right. I mean, I can, I can envision pretty much every bit of it, though. Yeah, I bet, man. So, hundred hours how many days is that so it's four full days and then four hours on the last day so we started wednesday at 9 a.m and went until sunday at 1 a.m or 1 p.m so what was the conversation with your boss like when you said you were taking off for a week they didn't really ask too much it's kind of like the normal amount for a vacation but some people were asking what i was up to and so i don't I don't think I really, really realized how far I would end up going if I ran what I was hoping to or the amount of time until I got back and I was telling them how far I'd gone and went, like how long it lasts. And they're like, wait, wait, what'd you do? That was so funny, man. Like I, like I'm sure they imagined in their head that you were going to go take a nice four or five day vacation and you, you, you did a vacation running. So yeah and i guess you're not always the most re-energized coming back from vacation either but i was i was pretty mentally tired right. and physically but honestly more mentally tired than physically oh but man so i want to i want to know like what it practically looked like you going out and running for 100 hours like what did that practically look like the sleep if there was any um your strategy tell me a little bit about that I would run, I ended up running till about 4 a.m. the first day without napping or anything. And it, it started pouring. I was hoping to just go through until the second day and just really sleep once I was like dead tired. Yeah. I was kind of, I was kind of afraid of going to sleep, honestly, because it's like, I'd never gone to sleep during a race. I just know like after I go to sleep after a race, I wake up and I'm super sore. So mm -hmm. I was like, 
what's it going to be like once I'm awake? Like, am I going to be able to run again or am I just like going to end up walking? Um, so, but I woke up the second morning. I slept about four hours, like three to four hours and everything felt pretty fresh. So I was confident that I could keep going forward doing that. Just run until I started feeling tired in the nighttime and then sleep kind of like a normal sleep, but just shorter. Right. So I would, I'd usually try and keep it to like four hours if I could. And how many miles did you run um, that first two days or day, whatever it was? Uh, the first 24 hours ended up being like 79 and a half miles. So you're telling me your legs felt pretty fresh from 79 miles and four hours of sleep? Yeah, strangely they did. <laughs> tell me, how in the world is that even possible? You just make sure you're going a nice, relatively relaxed pace. And it's just, like, I'm monitoring the heart rate a lot. And it's like, of course, like I'm different things are popping up and like kind of saying, hey, like I'm sore. Like, and so it's just trying to like mitigate that as much as possible. And like, it's just like damage control on one thing. And then it's kind of starts to slowly go away. And then everything's good for a little bit. And then something else will pop up and like, you know, having to like switch focus onto that issue. And so it's like, it's a relatively fresh, like things are, things are always not perfect, but it's like good enough to keep moving forward at a run walk pace. So, so like, how do you even train to get to that point? What are you doing in your training? How many miles are you running a day or what are you doing? That's special. Honestly, I don't know if I'm doing anything really that's special, uh, especially, I mean, I had seen you in December. I ran the backland yeah. and was pretty destroyed after that for like a month. <laughs> it was a rough, muddy race, man. Yeah. And that, and that was kind of coming off of another rough, muddy race. And so it was just like compiled. And so really, I was just trying to, I felt pretty fit after doing those two races back to back. It was really just if I could recover enough to be able to run enough to go like 200 plus miles in this one and not feel injured. And so I was, I got up to doing three 60 ish mile weeks and I felt comfortable doing that. And it wasn't anything crazy. I wasn't like doing any real like workouts. It was just trying to maintain like a nine, 10 minute pace, like make sure my heart rate was low make sure I felt comfortable moving at that slow, easy pace with some walking in between just because that's what it was going to be. So I just made sure like I felt good doing that. You did 60 miles a week. That was what I maxed that out before this. Yeah. Um, for like, for like three weeks. (laughs) And then I like brought it back down a little bit and I was like, Oh, we're just going to see if that's good enough for this one. Yeah. I'm sure, you know, coming off those 200 mile races helped, um, running hundred miles in the mud. I guess before those two races, what what's your training look like for that? Um, like, let's go six months to ten months back in time. What were you doing then? Yeah, so I definitely had more of a strategy going into those races, or at least the first of those two races. So, like, actually, like building a plan. And so, for a hundred mile race, I'll typically peak at like a hundred to a hundred twenty mile week, and I'll do it. I'll kind of build up to a peak of about 70 to 80 mile a week 
and the bulk of that will be in one or two long runs. Like one will be on the weekend. One might be like a day or two before that. Like I like them to be as close to back to back as possible. And then I'll bring it down for like a week or two and then peak back up. So it kind of looks like a little peak goes back into a, like a small Valley and then up to like a hundred, 120 mile peak and a few weeks before the event. And then I'll just like slowly bring it back down. So after that week, I'll do like maybe 80 miles, then 50 and then like 30 the week before or something. I got you. That's ideal. But I mean, you know, sometimes you want to sign up for something last minute, especially if it's not your A race and just kind of like roll the dice. Right. Right. So like, I want to go back and I want to, I want to learn about how you even got into all of this. Um, like now you're, I think you're sitting on a couch and you just got done running close to 200 or around 200 miles. Um, where did this start? Tell me about it. I always ran in some way. I was I grew up as a soccer player and less of a competitive runner. And I I did run track my senior year of high school. I was running the four and the eight. And then went to college. I didn't run there, but I played soccer there and would just kind of run for fun. Uh, ran a couple half marathons when I was in college and then stopped pretty much doing everything after college. And I, and I gained some weight and it was a lot harder to run, which was frustrating because I, it's something that I really enjoy doing sometimes. And so I was like pretty determined to get back into it. And when I, I started chiropractic school in 2017, they, it, which is up in Dallas. Yeah. They offered free entry into the Dallas Marathon because they were set up a booth and volunteer there. That's and so great. they allowed students. Yeah, it was awesome. So how does, real quick, I, I want to know, since you are a chiropractor, um, how does that go hand in hand with running? Like, should all runners be going to the chiropractor? I'm going to say yes. Or at least some some type of specialist who can give them advice. You know, we could see a PT if they prefer or, um, you know, so, someone who is at least knowledgeable and things like that. And they can consult, you know, especially if something, you know, an injury pops up before continuing activity or just to bounce ideas off of. And, you know, it gives me um, a background in rehab and nutrition and wellness and a lot of different things that I think play into my favor and my fiance is also a chiropractor. So it's like, if, like, if I start to ignore my own advice, you know, she's there to be like, no, you got, you're being dumb. You can't. Yeah. You know, cause sometimes like it's easy to, as an athlete to push through things and either like, it's good to have that other like third party to just be there. Say no, like you got to hold back a little bit. Right. Accountable. Oh yeah. Yeah. I think that's your secret sauce, man, is your, uh, your chiropractor skills, maybe even your nutrition knowledge. So really quick, I'll actually, I want to dive in. When I saw you at the backland, you and Chad, y'all were just shoving foods and food down y'all's throat every lap. Um, give, give me, I guess for 
these style of races that are just loops and around a cone or whatever, or loops around whatever, uh, what's your nutrition look like? Like what's your strategy when you're doing that? Yeah, it, it can be like anything and everything, which can be dangerous too. Um, ideally, I mean, I like to eat real food. So like the quesadillas and grilled cheese and I like, like beef sticks yeah. and, and burgers and I mean, meat. <laughs> I, I'd rather, I'd rather stick to that stuff as much as possible. And I know it's, it's hard for organizations to get volunteers to be whipping stuff up like that, like 24 yeah. seven or, you know, an indeterminate amount of time for a last person standing or for something like this for like five days. Yeah. So, um, I mean, they usually like, we'll stick it to the nighttime. So we brought a cooler full of stuff. Like we whipped up like a Tupperware full, like quinoa salad. And, um, I didn't get into it as much as I wanted to, cause we had a fiasco with our canopy. There were like some crazy winds. It was like 30 mile an hour winds. And the first night our canopy got launched over this like barbed wire fence. <laughs> and, uh, what was so i want to know what were you doing during this time like where were you when this happened i was in the tent sleeping and (laughs) we i had gone to sleep 10 minutes before this happened and uh, and my fiance was she did the 100 hour also so we were both in the tent sleeping and we have this like two-person lean back chair and it was underneath the canopy. And so we're like, oh no, like the, the lean back chair fell over and we unzipped the tent and the whole canopy is like on the other side of this fence, tumbling away <laughs> from like everything. It's like, oh my God. <laughs> and it's and it's pouring too. And so like everything that was under the canopy is now getting drenched. And so like, we, we stood there for a couple seconds and then like had to throw everything in the car because some of the stuff like some of it was just like, we're fine throwing away. Like we brought a king cake that we like never touched, <laughs> but like some stuff was like chargers and like, you know, stuff. So what'd y'all do? Did y'all chase after the canopy or? We got everything in the car and went back to bed. <laughs> <laughs> so is the canopy still out there somewhere just tumbling around? No, I think, uh, the photographer, Jeremiah, he, he hopped the fence and, I think they ended up rounding it up for us. I think he and Cal. Um, plus my, cause I was taking, I had a bib belt on. So I would put the bib belt on the canopy whenever I was taking a break. And so my bib was on the other side of the fence too. So even if like, I couldn't go out for any more laps until someone had retrieved that for me. Right. So I was like, I'm not running anyway. <laughs> like I can't. That's wild. Man. Back to bed. Yeah. <laughs> I, I thought that was something. So, so after that happened, um, you know, we didn't really have like a home base. So it was a lot, I was less motivated to get into our cooler, even though we brought things like fruit and healthier stuff to eat, which is like what I wanted to try to start eating just because if you're eating like cookies and chips all like all day for, especially for a 200 mile race, like there's the, the nature of the, those foods is going to increase inflammation to a certain degree and it's like some people like can get away with it and like i i do pretty decent just eating like pie and cookies so but it's like i don't know how long that'll last like i may go away so it's like and just for my own health like i feel like i walked away from the backland as a like a pre-diabetic so (laughs) i 
I looked over there and you were shoving Cheetos down your throat or something, man. I was like, geez. I think I ate half a pie in like four hours. So. <laughs> insane, man. Yeah, I think I, – I don't know if you would – you'd probably agree, but I think the trick to these long-distance races is just being able to keep food down, um, keep calories in you. Would you agree? Yeah, that's a huge part. If you're having an issue with that, it's like you're just losing fuel and – if you don't have fuel, you can't keep going. Yeah. And it's it's tricky. It's probably harder in the more intense races, just because as your heart rate goes up, it's more difficult to stomach stuff. And just because your body's not necessarily like prioritizing mm-hmm. digesting food. It's like yeah. prioritizing running because you're in full throttle mode. Your heart rate's mm-hmm. ramped up. But so would you say it's because I've I've gotten done with really hard track workouts and I and I'd be like, there's no way I could eat anything right now. Mm-hmm. But then there's sometimes where I'm running slow and I just get so hungry. So would you say that heart rate, if you have a low heart rate, you'll be able to eat easier and better than if it was a high heart rate? Yeah, for sure. I would I would say so. Yeah. All the listeners, y'all write that down. That's some good advice, man. Yeah, that's and that's what I try and go off of most of the time is heart rate is like the most important metric as far as like especially for a long race not to exceed a certain number and if that number I guess can be dependent on yeah. yourself and you just have to kind of find where that's at. I think there's there's a set range where it's right. like kind of recommended, but so what's your um what what heart rate do you stay at? For something like this, I tried to float between like 120 to 140. And, but if it's less than 120, even better. Like, right. Kind of just the lower, the better for a really long effort like that. But it's like 140, I, I, I can do okay there. Especially as long as like I transition to a walk and it goes down quickly. That's kind of another thing. It's like if you go from running to walking and it stays elevated, it's like you're still kind of pushing it. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. So were you using this race to, I think, aren't you signed up for um, some 200 mile race here in the near future? What race is that? I am. I'm signed up for Cocodona 250, which is in May. You look like a Cocodona 250 guy with your beard and everything you got going on right now. Yeah, I'm actually, I think I'm going to shave this soon. I'm just waiting until my lips heal. They're like super blistered and cracked. (laughs) Yeah, I know. But like, if I take it away now, I feel like that would just—it would really pop. So, right. uh, have you thought about doing like the mustache thing? Yeah, that's, I used. To, this is my second time doing a beard. Oh. I used to. I used to do the mustache and kind of take that away and like do like clean shaven and mustache. And now I've started to cycle in beard. So. Yeah. Do you, so? Do you think the facial hair just makes you feel more manly, and because you feel more manly, you just run better? I don't know. I've had some decent. I've had, I've had some pretty good races with a mustache too, and yeah. without anything, I don't think I had anything at Backland. All right. Yeah, I think um, you're clean shaved there. I just like to switch it up, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It seems like it seems like at some point at Western States, all these guys who had mustaches out there or something. So I don't know if it's like if it plays a big role in it or not, but it might. I I try not to get too superstitious. I feel like whenever you know pressures and things come about, but right. So 
I want to know, man. What kind of um, what kind of training are you doing going into the Skokadona 250? Like, what's your plan for that? Yeah, I don't really know. <laughs> I, uh, I finished up with this deal, and now I'm going to take a week or two off. Um, I have at all the races I've been doing, I haven't worn a pack for, and so I'm going to do a lot of training runs, like long runs for sure, with a just like throw a bunch of stuff in the pack I'm going to wear for the race. Right and do like as much vert as I can for Texas. At least there's a, there's a trail down near Austin. It's called Mount Lakeway. And it's, it's, it's kind of like a, just along some like telephone lines. It's got some decent climbing. So I'll probably just go futz around there. And I think you, I could probably get like six, 7,000 feet over like a 20 mile run. So. Right. So what's the reason that you're running all these like crazy distances? I really wanted to do the the 200 mile races more for a sense of adventure mm. and just go see some really cool stuff in a unique way. Um, and doing all these other things along the way have just been to build fitness. So that way it's a lot more fun and less miserable, you know, right. and, and to try and do it relative i mean kind of fast i don't i'm not trying to win or necessarily you know i'm gonna go out and see how fast i can do it but i'm not that's not the ultimate goal just to have a a really cool time and with the people that i'm out there with and make memories but um that looks like a sweet race out there man cocodona man to just run across arizona that, yeah, have you ever been out there? No, man, I have not been out to uh, Arizona before, but you know, I've been watching a bunch of videos um, past five years. It seems like of all the races out there, man, and Cocodana is looks like one heck of an adventure, man. So, yeah, it'll be cool. I we were out there last fall. Um, just went stopped in Flagstaff for a couple of days and just drove down we didn't really stop anywhere else along the course other than this we stopped in black canyon city to at that little diner like where it starts at um but yeah just seeing the change in landscape as you go from north to south gives kind of an idea of what it'll be like so yeah so where where, where do you think this desire of adventure is going to take you man do you have any like crazy ideas for the future other than cocodona nothing really brewing yet you know there's there's other 200 mile races and a lot more keep popping up all over the place and there's i mean the triple crown is like the big one out west um i don't know there's like european races i don't know if i'm (laughs) i i'd like to run you know like the big races like western states and hard rock and so but all those take time it's a process And so it's like, you kind of just got to chip away at those. Uh, I've run Bandera. It'd be cool to go back there. I I don't necessarily know that I could get a golden ticket. Those guys are just wicked fast. Yeah. But, you know, I don't know. It's, it'd be fun to go. And last time I was there, I was just going for like sub 12. It was after a last person standing I had done. It was like a couple months after. And so I was, that was mostly to see the course and have, like, enjoy it. I ran it with a friend. Right. Actually, with Chad. Oh, is that where you met Chad? 
No, I had met him before that, but we we were both signed up for it, and so we agreed to run it together. Oh, okay. Yeah. Is, is that um, your is that your trail running buddy? Yeah, we we trained a bunch, and now now I'm living down in Georgetown, so I don't see him. I haven't seen him since I've moved, but but we're in touch. So. Yeah, yeah. I noticed you guys were just y'all were just hand in hand at the backland. Mm. Or side by side the whole time. So, yeah, yeah, man. buddy system, especially through something like that, it, it helps. Like right. through the and all the mud. Right. So, um, <clears throat> I want to know, man, uh, what's your like? Whenever um, you're training and you're running like these hundred something mile weeks, man, how are you balancing that with life? Because you're you're engaged. You're still engaged, right? Y'all aren't married yet. Yeah. Nope. You're engaged, working full time. I, th- I assume you're working full time, right? Yep. Yeah. And then you were running these hundred mile weeks, man. How in the world are you doing that? I have a feeling it's like early AM hours and little sleep. Am I right? Yep. And the sleeps, I feel like I still get decent sleep because we go to sleep at like 10. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, I haven't done it so much since we've been here just because it was that back-to-back racing and getting ready for something like this. But before I was, I would get up at like three and do like a 20 mile run before work. Um, I might do that like once or twice a week. And then on the weekends do like a 20 to 30 mile run. Jeez. And so, so just getting like a few like solid, solid days nothing usually over like 50k or like 20 like they're all like in the 20 miles right so like whenever you're running these like 20 30 mile runs in the am hours like what's going through your mind man because i mean like to run that many miles for that many hours really early in the morning consistently i feel like that would get kind of uh, monotonous but maybe i'm wrong yeah sometimes <laughs> but you know there's always some different stuff out happening in the early hours like some mornings you might see some coyotes and you know sometimes you you won't and there's cars and you know weird stuff happens sometimes in the morning right you got any but, like, strategy like do you listen to, like any podcast or anything like that yeah and i'll throw on music and and podcasts sometimes nothing usually profound though it's just most of the time it's music and it's music that i've heard before it's like playlists that i have created what kind of it's music just, you listening to out there a lot of that's kind of like i mean in the morning it's like anything um but I'll, music i'll do it a lot like weather dependent like when it's just like dead hot i really like 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 reggae makes it a lot cooler or like like i don't know the grateful dead has a way of just like making the heat seem less hot what kind of genre is that i haven't heard of those uh reggae is a genre and then the oh. grateful dead's like uh i guess like classic rock i don't know honestly if you could call like, oh, <laughs> it they're a jam they're a jam band they're like the jam band um yeah check them out they're i listen to i like uh like smooth jazz is fun in the morning especially when it's dark Smooth jazz, like elevator music. Elevator music's good too, like Muzak. Muzak's good. Come on, man. Y'all take some notes on this. 
we're about to have elevated music playing at our events now. Get these blunders going, man. Like the old country. Yeah, old country? Yeah, yeah, like old country. is good. Man, you are all over the place. You got rock, old country, jazz. That's yeah, and that's, that's something too, just switching it up and having the options because it's like sometimes it's just like you're going and you're listening to something. It's, this isn't doing it for me. I need I need something different, you know? Right. It's like you just got to like scratch that itch and like trying to figure out what will do it. Right. Yeah, I don't know about you, man, but like sometimes I I have so much music going on for so long, I just get annoyed and turn it off. Has that ever happened to you? Yep. Right. If I like, if I skip a bunch of songs and it's just like it's not doing it for me, it's like mm, you know what? No, <laughs> I need to just like have quiet and look around. And sometimes I feel like music will make me go faster. And mm-hmm. so, especially if I'm trying to keep it real chill, yeah. or if I feel like I'm pushing it, then I might turn the music off. Right. Yeah, man. Um. Yeah. Dude, there's just something about running like in those AM hours where you're just alone and it's dark or the sun rising, man. It's just so like peaceful, you know? And because there there are some crazy things that'll happen, but most of the time it is like, it's pretty empty as far as like activity. And it's nice like to be finishing a run and the sun's starting to kind of crest up and knowing that you've gotten you've gotten that work done for the day and then you, I mean, I still have work, but, (laughs) but at least like the running part of my day is done and I've gotten like that much accomplished that early already. And it's, it's a good feeling to start the day knowing that you've already done so much. Yeah. Man, I I don't know about you, man, but whenever I finish um, or if I start my day without running and I have to run in the evening and I push it to the evening, honestly, man, I feel like I kind of feel like crap, man. And like, I have this, like, this, like, this nudge all day or like this annoyance that I have to get my run in this evening. And it's just a lot more relaxing whenever you get it done in the morning. Cause then you're like, boom, just got 20, 10, five, whatever miles done in the morning. I'm ready to start my day, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. You got to get those done. So for everybody listening, if you're doing all your evening runs every evening, you hop on the, hop on the old morning grind. There's something, if, there's if something the mileage, that's like, do what? I would say if the mileage for the day is small, I'm okay doing it in the evening potentially. I'd yeah. rather still do it in the morning, but it's like if it's a big day, I there's no way I'll do it in the evening because that's I don't want to cut into the time that my fiance and I have together either. Yeah. You know, like that's why I try and do it really early too. Yeah, like there's just that's our time. And so if like, if this is something I want to do, I got to get up early and get it done. So mm. how many people do you think actually do that? Like they make time for their loved one over work or running. I think a lot of people do. I hope a lot of people do. Yeah. In the end, that's, that's more important than anything else <laughs> to me, at least as like the, the people and the community um, and the running's important, but you know, it's like, uh, having having the people around it and you know to experience it with all the other people is is a huge part so yeah now i'm gonna ask you this and if it's too personal you can tell me hey we're not gonna i'm not gonna answer but 
Um, how did you and your fiance meet? We met um, in college. We went and we were floating the river hmm. down in New Braunfels. New Braunfels, yeah. Floating the river. And uh, so what happened? I so we met we it was a group thing we went there through a mutual friend and we were just floating the river and chatting and just hit it off mm. you got any um I, I don't know if there's any single guys listening but you got any advice for him for how to hit it off be yourself and go for it <laughs> wow that's the way to do it yeah that's all you can do you know don't don't force it just just be yourself and if it works it works and if it doesn't and it's not the right person come on so were y'all uh both runners at that point yeah she and she ran cross country at the school we went to and i mean i was i was like a like a runner so i was like i was a soccer player still so what was y'all's first date was y'all's first date a half marathon or something no i think our first date was at ikea was it what? At Ikea. Ikea? Yeah. <laughs> What'd y'all do at Ikea? That was a date. Uh, we ate meatballs and we, <laughs> they had Wally uh, on PlayStation 1, like set up in one of the display rooms. And so I like, we sat down and I was trying to Google like cheat codes for Wally 1 so we could try and like speed run it real fast. <laughs> oh my gosh. What year was this? 2016. Jeez, man, Ikea. And, uh, yeah, we just kind of messed around in Ikea because I think I had to buy some new pillows. <laughs> and I invited her along. So I don't know if you <laughs> I consider it a date. I think we both considered it a date. So it was, it was fun. So did you, like, make the first move on that Ikea couch or something? Or <laughs> <laughs> Man. That's Throw so it <laughs> Yeah, it was, it was fun. Right. Man, Nick, you are unique. You know that? <laughs> well, that's sweet, man. And so did y'all, like, um, start doing runs together and stuff like that? Yeah, we we'll still – we run together, not all the time, just because our paces aren't always the same and we're not you know, shooting for the same goals, like distance-wise, race-wise, anything. Right. But yeah, it's especially like if I want to double or something, like I might go into a really early run and join her for her run, right. or like, or we'll just like that. That'll be our run together for that day. Yeah, it's it's fun to mix it up, and it's fun to have someone there to be able to go on adventures and runs with. So. Oh yeah, you said that you're very knowledgeable in wellness, nutrition chiropracting all that stuff i'm kind of interested in some of like the science and benefits of anything and i know you got some i know you got something up your sleeve man so i want to hear uh i want to know if you have anything that's like beneficial for us that we should know that maybe not a lot of people know yes what do you what do you mean by that like you know, there's a thing to like, if you eat this certain food or if you do this, if you stretch a lot or whatever, 
you're going to yeah. be able to run faster, recover faster, or anything like that, you know? Gotcha, gotcha. Um, I don't think it's anything, like, too groundbreaking or, like, insane, but it's definitely just, like, consistency and rehab and maintaining maintaining what you have while you're healthy and staying on top of things, you know, doing rehab and strengthening all around everything, like all of your muscles, especially that you're going to be utilizing for whatever activity you decide to do, whether it be running or swimming or cycling or lifting or whatever, mm-hmm. and making sure that they're balanced and working well. And then say you find yourself with an issue, that's whenever you might, you know, you should seek help from a provider or something or try and dial it back. And that's whenever, I don't know if I'm just rambling now, but it's like, like you, you can do a lot on your own to prevent things from getting to a point where you might need to see somebody, which, and then, then that, I mean, at that point it's, you should go and see somebody and especially whenever you're pushing yourself to your limits that can happen. And it's sometimes inevitable, <laughs> but, yeah. um, and that's why, that's why people are there like healthcare providers, but, um, but yeah, making sure, you know, like the rehab and the strength training is real and I neglected it for a long time. <laughs> What's that rehab include? Like, can you give me a specific example of that? For myself and I, probably not perfect or anything i just like i like to do single leg squats yeah um a lot of band work for my ankles as a soccer player i've rolled them a bajillion times and so um i really like that's like kind of a must and uh i have a like a wobble board and so i'll stand on that and do single leg squats Uh, i'll do some wall sits and uh like side lunges with a band around my feet um, I started, I feel like I've been, I was ignoring my glutes and my hamstrings a pretty decent amount. And that's something that I've started to try and get, and I'm not doing anything crazy with it, but I'm just like standing and I'll just extend my hip and hold it for a few seconds and then bring it back, do like five, 10 of those. And then I'll do the same thing, but, um, like abducting my leg, which is like swinging it out to this like outside away from my body yeah. hold it for a few seconds and then bringing it back doing that like three sets of that so it's like especially as a runner like lower body trying to hit every muscle group at least a little bit with some some strengthening stuff and i'll i'll usually do it after every run as long as i have enough time ideally a, a couple sets but I'll, I'll just do one set sometimes. <laughs> it's like, let's be real. <laughs> you, you get done doing 20 miles. You're like, yeah, we're just going to kind of cut this short a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've always felt like it was harder to do stuff like that, especially ab work after running. It feels so much like I feel so much more tired and exhausted if I wait till after to do it. But if you're running in the morning, you don't, you don't really have an option. So. Yeah, just try and squeeze it in, give myself a little bit of extra time before work. Right, right. I well, appreciate all your secret sauce, man. 
Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if that was a big science knowledge or anything, but uh, <laughs> I mean, clip that man, put it on YouTube. It's a thing, yeah. Come on, yeah, it's so important, man. And you know, it's something I hear consistently because we have a lot of people that like win races on on here, and um, they're always talking about how they have some type of uh, strength or maintenance stuff they do. So, yeah, that's something I definitely include in my training as well. I think it's. Definitely important. I feel like if you just run all the time, you're just going to destroy yourself if you don't do it. You know, it's it's critical, I think, and it's because it's like the stretching. Stretching's good and it'll feel good, like to a certain degree. But I, it's like the the strengthening is stuff that you just got to do it. So, static stretching or dynamic stretching? Uh, depends on when. I'll do dynamic stretching sometimes before um i'll usually do dynamic after and then stretching would be like i'll do dynamic like afterwards outside like while i'm outside still just like real light like jogging and um like i don't know i don't even remember what it's called it's like where you're kind of like side galloping like a horse yeah um, i know what that is uh Side yeah sort of i don't know <laughs> like horse gallops um <laughs> yes. like little skips and uh like high knees butt kicks but like going real slow and then i mean whenever i get inside of something i'm still feeling it i'll do a little bit of static stretching but afterwards i don't i'm not a, a big static stretching before person i uh like things to be a little warm and usually I'll just kind of get right into it. I'll just make sure I don't go like full throttle right out the gate. Right. I always compare static stretching and let me clarify real quick. Um, static stretching is holding a stretch for a long period of time. Dynamic stretching is like moving your body parts to a, for a temporary stretch. So like knee hugs would be dynamic and then static would be, toe touches for 30 seconds. So I just want to clarify for anyone listening, but um, I've always compared static stretching to where if you have like a, especially in the cold, if you have a rubber band and then you just pull it and hold it, I feel like it'd be more likely to snap and break than if it was warm outside. And so I think climate definitely plays a part in that. Um, whenever if you're doing it every day outside you know so yeah oh yeah man sounds like we're in the the same boat for that for that then you're more of a dynamic stretch guy yeah yeah i yeah my my coach here in college he has us do static before every single run and i'm not a fan so i kind of protest and do my own dynamic stuff on the side but yeah, especially in the cold, man. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I, I, I do dynamic. Um, but yeah, like if I'm running on my own, I just, honestly, I don't even stretch before I run. I just go run. So I definitely need to stretch more. I don't know if you've read David Goggins' book, but he talks about how in the end, have you read it? Can't hurt me? No, I haven't. He, he talks about the end. He started stretching. He's right, though. I can't hurt him. <laughs> Dude, he's Dude. too strong. Dude, what do you think about David Goggins, by the way? What's that? So what do you think about David Goggins? Do you look up to him? 
Not, not necessarily. I think I, it's impressive what he does. I'm not saying that it's not, but I, the way that he does things and his mentality about things isn't necessarily the way that I view things or like feel like you need to view it to like be able to do this stuff. I feel like you're more, you're more like chill and relax when it comes to viewing stuff like that. Yeah. But I came from a different background and you know, it's like from what he's experienced and what he's gone through, like that may be what he needs and that's what he's needed to get to where he is. And you know, he's as successful as he is. So I can't knock him. I can knock him, but it's not going to do anything. So So do you have anyone you you look up to like um, anyone online or anything like that? A lot of people I like to follow. I mean, all the elites, of course, like they're doing amazing, impressive things. Shout out to Jim Walmsley. Yeah, Jim Walmsley's a beast. He's out there doing it over in Europe. Right, um, in France. Especially with this long, like long trail stuff. Um, like Joe, like Joe McConaughey. I really like like the way he approaches it, just his mentality about it and what he does is a lot of fun. If you, uh, if you could describe your mentality towards work, working hard, running, doing hard things in a hashtag or a slogan, what would it be? I don't know. Um, <laughs> hashtag work fun. Hashtag work fun. Cause it's like, I mean, it is at the end of the day, it's work and it's like, you gotta, you gotta put in the work to get the results, but it like, it should also be fun. And if it's not fun, then it's like, shouldn't really, I mean, just still be active and do it. Cause it's good for you. But, <laughs> but you know, it's just it's icing on the cake. Like as long as you're having fun too, like, like to doing it to this degree and this level, like if it starts to be less fun, like I'm going to dial it back. Do you ever like, so do you talk to yourself whenever it gets hard and you're like hurting? Do you ever like talk to yourself? Yeah. Like, uh, what do you like, like if I feel like I'm injured or like if I'm like really struggling, like in a run, like, yeah. like, I'm like you're struggling to run or race. Like, what do you tell yourself? I, I try to tell myself to keep going as much as possible, but also, you know, it, it starts to become a conflict of, you know, I want to stop. This is really hard, but you know, the, you're doing, I mean, and it depends on, you know, where I am in a race. It's like, if, if I'm in the lead or am I, I'm up contending for a spot, you know, then there's a lot of other reasons to battle with, like trying to continue on. Um, I mean, if you're not, then it's like, all right, like there's no, there's no, I mean, you can chill, like just ease up a little bit. Um, so that all depends too. All right. I don't know if that answers the the question. The question. I don't know how we got off from that track, but I this side thought came in my head. Of uh, do you have like any other hobbies or interests outside of running, chiropractic, and your fiance? I like to do a lot of other active things. Also, like um, I never played competitive tennis, but I started playing tennis a lot in college. I haven't played in forever, but like that's. Like that, I mean, pickleball is a big thing now. I'd like to start doing that a little bit more. I'm going to be uh, honest, man. I don't like pickleball. No. I'm a fan of it, man. You like ping pong? <laughs> Maybe it's because I got trapped in the gym with a bunch of eight-year-olds playing it for three days straight. That might have ruined the experience for me. Yeah. I heard it's a new emerging sport, though. So Yeah, you have to give it another chance. Go and, like, 
with your friends because now there's like pickleball pickleball bars and restaurants and stuff like it's, it's growing for sure um yeah sports are fun they're just they're harder to do than running to try and organize a group of people especially to get a, an entire group of people that you jive with and that's the hard thing about just joining a random team you know so sometimes you get you get the random person or two that like takes it like it's their job and it's like okay <laughs> i've met somebody like that man <laughs> yeah oh yeah well sweet man um but other i'm not like uh other than that like hobbies not nothing crazy it'd be fun to like pick up an instrument <laughs> maybe at some point i played the guitar a little when i was a kid but what about you uh no man i think don't like the only other side things and hobbies i do outside of running man is is um texas outlaw that's a that's a lot of time right there um church and time with my wife but and hiking i do like to go hike man but yeah man i don't know my most of my life has been in school and running and texas outlaw so Oh, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm sure having you know having your own company and trying to to grow it and I can't imagine the amount of time that takes up along with school and everything else. So oh yeah, man, it's definitely a grind. But hey, we're all we're all on some sort of grind. So oh yeah, for sure. Some form or fashion. So after it, yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, before we hop off, man, I wanted to, I wanted to know if you had any uh, advice for people listening um, as far as like running goes or trail running? Um, I would say don't, especially people starting off, don't get caught up so much in the pace and comparing yourselves to people who are, you know, to other people in general, because it's like starting off, I never thought I would be like, winning any races at all and i never planned to win any races that was never my objective <laughs> i never thought i would be like going that fast or that long um but i just kept saying like well i wonder if i can run this far like i wonder if i can do that and it's just horse gump style yeah and it just kept like kind of building upon itself and then um i don't know i just you know, you just surprise yourself one day. It's like, wow, I'm faster than I was X amount of years or months ago. And it's like, now I wonder, like, let's see, try and go even faster now. And so it's like, try not to put too much pressure on yourself, like in the moment and just like enjoying just where you are and the process of it all. All right. That's a good word, man. Good word. Thanks. All right. Well, I appreciate you coming on, man. Yeah. And thanks for having me on. I think everybody's really going to enjoy um, everything that you had to, to give, I think it's really valuable. So.